0: And we are in the alley behind Bottom Lounge. Uh, but before we begin, that's Kevin Singleton in the back seat with a really sweet acoustic guitar. Um, he's going to play a couple songs right here on Facebook Live and for this podcast. This podcast, Car Con Carne, the world's only food podcast recorded in a car, is lovingly brought to us by Boost Mobile. I just paid my monthly Boost Mobile bill for myself, my son, my daughter. It's shocking how little I pay for Boost Mobile. Unlimited. Everything, Uh, the best deals I've seen on phones. I've priced them across the board. The best deals, BoostMobile.com, and you know they're everywhere. You can just walk in and say, "Hello, Boost Mobile employee. Set me up with one of those deals I heard about in Carcon Carne." It's Carcon
1: Carne. Let's eat in this car. It's Carcon Carne.
0: All right, Kevin Singleton. He is in the cold morning. He is the cold morning. Uh, you know him from the band El Famous. Uh, I remember the band Inept. And here we are in the back of Bottom Lounge, which you book. Yeah. Among other things, you kind of do everything. I, I walked through the venue with you, and you kind of have your hands in everything at Bottom Lounge. Yeah. Everyone's grabbing you. I'm. I, I'm impressed. I was able to steal you for a little bit, <laughs> and get you into the into the car. Um, You're going to play a couple songs right here on camera and for the podcast. And then we're going to record the rest of the podcast with food from Bottom Lounge. Because something I think people don't realize as they're figuring out what shows to go to, Bottom Lounge has a kick-ass food menu. Thank you. Like, I mean, you've got poutine. You've got uh, a great black bean burger. You've got that uh, buffalo chicken sandwich. Um, You've got a pot roast sandwich coming. Yes. Which sounds amazing. Uh, I was advised, who is the woman at the front who told us about the menu?
2: Natalie. She is the... uh she handles our weddings and our private events.
0: All right, so Natalie suggested the pulled pork. And normally, I'm scared of pulled pork at restaurants. I, I assume it's done like, a slow cooker or something. or yeah. it's just. But she said, yeah, it's smoked in-house, mm-hmm. which blew my mind. So I'm, I've got pulled pork and tater tots on the way. So, <laughs> Can't go wrong with tater tots. I don't want you Can't to hurry, pork. but I am excited for what happens Absolutely. after you're done performing. <laughs> um all right, so you're going to do two songs mm-hmm. right here on Facebook Live yep. and here uh, for the podcast, which, we, which will be available next week on mm-hmm. Um, What are you going to start out with? This yeah. is a Cold Morning song.
2: I'm not going to do any of, like, I just released a music video for a song, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to do any of those because those are already accessible for people. Let's do something different. Let's do a track that I don't get to play too often. It's called Hopeless.
0: Hopeless, okay. Yeah, it's
2: so my, It's my personal favorite, so that's why I want to play it. All
0: right, so the, the <clears throat> great way to expose it right here. I do want to say hi to Pat, who's watching. Hi, Pat. Uh, Daniel, hi, Andrew hi. is watching. Hi. Uh, a lot of people from the music community are checking hi. this out, which is totally cool. I'm going to aim the camera your way. Awesome. And uh, we are live. Justin Nice is watching. He also a musician. Um, all right, is Kevin Singleton in the back seat? I'm going to turn my mic down. I'm going to let you bring the rock.
2: Hey, Justin, real fast. Cavs uh, and seven. All right, that's all. That's all I got. You guys guys have a thing?
0: (laughs) Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Have at it. We good? We're
1: good. No, I don't need it. No, I don't need no sympathy from the weak. I'm just defeated. A ghost inside the shell, so to speak The kind that likes to burn No, I don't want it No, I don't want your goddamn charity Cause I don't need it And I just want you all
0: Gave it all on that one. Thank you. Kevin Singleton in the back seat, and I realized I forgot illuminate. to forgot to <laughs> illuminate you. Oh, look at that! There you go. Now, now you're ready to ready to rock. That was awesome. That was hopeless. That is a cold morning song, as played in the back seat. Uh, is there a band standing right by the car? We're, we're backstage, right right outside the backstage door, of bottom lounge. <laughs> yeah, probably. It's what you've got. Like four bands playing tonight as yeah. we're recording this.
2: It's uh, Bad Wolves, uh, From Ashes to New, Diamante, and a local band called
0: Qualia. I, I think we walked right past Diamante as we were uh, yes. walking out. Yes. We did. Uh, very talented woman. Mm-hmm. Also a very fetching woman. Mm-hmm. If, if you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, all right. So that was one song down. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Santi Santiago says oh, Santiago. Wani. I mean wani. says, get it, Kev. <laughs> Oh, there we go. And Justin is very glad that I turned on the back light. He wrote, "Now we can see that beautiful beard." What about my beard? Yeah. Look at that. Silver foxy, right? Yeah. All right. So, you did one song. What's next?
2: Uh, this is a brand new song I just released it 2 weeks ago um just on my just my Bandcamp page, which is just uh thecoldmorning.bandcamp.com. Um you can download the entire CD up there for free. Seven tracks or you can it's like if you want to pay for it, you can. But if not, it's just whatever. I'd rather have people have the music than put a price tag on it. So, um... I song's called Tombstone. Tombstone. It's very, uh... I wrote it after visiting a hospice. Um, and seeing some people and some families and stuff like that. And it actually... It was, it was really interesting. It reminded me of, uh... I don't know, I just didn't really feel like writing a typical song about, like, a hospice or anything like that. And so I just imagined what it would be like to have, like, um, you know, sickness or disease back in back in the old days with people, you know. So I imagine the movie Tombstone and, like, Doc Holliday and all that stuff and his tuberculosis and being sick and,
0: I don't know. So yeah. we're going from a song Weird. called <laughs> Hopeless to a song called Tombstone. Yeah. This may be the darkest Kirkland County <laughs> episode ever. <laughs> And we're recording in in, a, in the dark alley behind yeah. Bottom Lounge. There Sorry. are giant rat poison boxes everywhere you look because we're in Chicago. Um, all right, this is great. And I should mention, if you're watching on Facebook Live and maybe Kevin doesn't sound as crisp and clear... Uh, as you you think he should, Uh, it's because we're recording Facebook Live on my phone, but we're recording the actual podcast into a real four-track recording device. So when this is uh, out and available on CarconCarney.com, you'll hear this properly mixed, and you'll hear Kevin in all of his glory.
2: No drinks outside! No drinks outside! You
0: are all business. You are all business.
2: Sorry, sorry, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) What? Glenn's looking for me? All right. I'll be done in three minutes and 48 seconds. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Everything okay there? Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah, so one of the bands came out. They wanted to have a little cocktail hour here in the alley, but nope. Can't do it. Sorry. Good, good thing you were there.
2: I'm just, you know.
0: You, you know what you were just then? You were Johnny Law.
2: Yeah, unfortunately, our liquor license is more important than a beer. Oh, outside, absolutely. So, I, <laughs> I Believe me, I get
0: it. All right, so here we go. It is a new song called Tombstone. Mm-hmm. Kevin Singleton, The Cold Morning. It's Carcoon Carney.
1: Of the night, and I can tell you that I finally see hell. I watched the family have to bury their young, and I can tell you that it doesn't see well. The sun came down, and the bodies were falling because the cold came and took them away. There was a child in my arms asking, God, will He help me? And I couldn't even lie to his face. The sun came. Down and the bodies were falling Cause the cold came and took them away There was a child in my arms Asking God will he help me And I couldn't even lie to his face All alone in the field of the damned And I think he's help all of them My eyes are red and my bones are heavy And I think my time is good The sun came down
0: some Kevin Thank that you. was totally great. Thank you. Uh that Thank is a you. song called Tombstone yep. The Cold Morning M O U R N I N G is the band and people can find you as you mentioned earlier on Bandcamp. Uh yep. great stuff. Powerful Thank you so much. uh stripped down I mean it, these are big rock songs in it, very sparsely arranged.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's it's uh it was something I really wanted to do. I just I wanted to to do something that was just acoustic just me and the guitar, you know. So I had a lot of fun with it. This has probably been the most different project for me just oh, because yeah. it's you know me singing uh, the, the other band I play in El Famous I do a lot of yelling and it's a lot of Famous is in your face yeah. I mean that yeah and um, you know in an apt I played guitar and I didn't sing at all like I never did at all I just started I picked this up in uh, January January wrote all the songs for it and here we are so
0: <laughs> so here's what we're gonna do we're gonna uh pause the or we're gonna stop the facebook live and continue recording the podcast for carconcarney.com uh some things some reasons if you're watching on facebook live reasons to listen to the full episode obviously the, the music will sound amazing but also we're going to talk about kevin's career in music the chicago music scene in particular uh i want to talk about an i want to talk about El famous and talk more about cold morning mm-hmm. i also want to talk about your role at Bottom Lounge, I do have a lot of local musicians who watch and who listen every week. Yeah, and I think getting your perspective as someone who helps get gigs for for bands, yeah, that advice, yeah. You know, the, just kind of whatever mentoring advice you can offer to bands to get maybe not maybe not just Bottom Lounge, but get gigs elsewhere uh, as a musician as I a booker. I, I, th- I think that'll be really helpful, and we're going to yeah. cover all that as we eat amazing food from Bottom Lounge. <laughs> Coming up. Uh, this live stream brought to you by Boost Mobile. Kevin, you're amazing. Thank, thank, you. thank you so much for watching on Facebook. Thank you, guys. All right, so we, we're we back in the car. Uh, Kevin has secured his guitar, and uh, things are kind of quieting down at Bottom Lounge. And we walked through the kitchen. We walked out with... These amazing to-go containers of food. Uh, your pot roast sandwich looks ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, it's like it's uh, cheese curds, like on the top of That's it. That's what it is. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah, melted the, cheese curds. Is those funny. look, those look very midwestern. That looks like a very delicious midwestern sandwich. Um, I've got the pulled pork, which I've been dying to try ever since I was told about it. Uh, let the record show: these fries are awesome. They're salty. They're they're cut. They're beautiful. Mm. I was waiting for you to jump back in the car, and I couldn't help but uh, start to dig in <laughs> on the french fries. Pulled pork. Not the uh, tidiest Mm-mm. sandwich to eat in the car. It smells amazing. Again, smoked in-house. Eating on microphone is really part of the fun of doing this podcast, Kevin. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: All right, the pork is really good. The sauce, especially, is delicious. Did she say they make the sauce here, too? I have no
2: idea if they do that. They might. Um, Damn,
0: it, it's really good.
2: I'll have you know that I'm not really a barbecue sauce guy at all, so I don't really... All right. I've never really gotten... I've gotten to the pulled pork without barbecue sauce attached to it, and I've liked it. But they always get mad at me because uh, I put, like, Cholula and everything, so...
0: Oh, well, you, you can't go wrong with that. No, I just I got to do it for everything, so... Uh, but, again, this menu, it's this is like the kind of menu I would create if I had a restaurant and I knew how to cook. <laughs> like, it just they have a cabano sandwich here. Uh, really, just an attractive menu uh, served by attractive people and attractive people work here like Kevin. Um, let's go back to, musically, let's go back to when you started playing around in mm-hmm. the city. What was your first band? Mm. Well,
2: I've been playing in bands since the 90s, mm-hmm. which is so crazy to say. <laughs> but, um, my first band actually like do something and uh-huh. kind of like establish itself. I was in a band called Inept from
0: mm-hmm.
2: 2002 until uh, the end of 2009. So
0: now this was the band that first made me aware of your music. Mm-hmm. I remember I was at a rock station called the zone. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed playing you on my local show. Oh yeah.
2: So tell me about Inept. Um, and that was a lot of fun. It was one of those things where we we started it up right out of high school. Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't have a care in the world. We just really wanted to just play shows. and But we were from Plainfield, uh, you know, the Plainfield-Joliet area. Yeah. But we never told anybody that. We always told everybody we were from Chicago because, you know, being 50 miles away or whatever that is, is sometimes it can be a little, like, a little red flaggy for like promoters. you were worried about it being stigmatized for being South Suburban band not even just that but like you know no promoters are going to look at us and think we're going to be able to pull people to Chicago because we're so far away mm, right you know so we told everybody we were from the city and we would come up to the metro you know like two three times a week Yep. pass out flyers at, at the end of every single show that's how we got booked um,
0: you had to do that hustle Oh yeah,
2: oh yeah! Back in the day, especially it was mm-hmm. it was you know, and Sean McDonough, the uh, Metro Talent buyer, mm-hmm. took notice of us and our hard work and offered us a gig with the uh, the Immortal Escape from Earth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, so we played with those guys. We we played with everybody back in the day. We just we try to have fun, you know. It was the scene was a lot different back then, but at the same time, it was. I don't know. I feel like it was a lot more. Comp- I feel like it's more competitive now. Like bands aren't as friendly with one another. Mm-hmm. You think
0: it's it's a little more fragmented, or yeah,
2: yeah. A lot of I see a lot of cliques. Mm-hmm. I see a lot of um, bands that only play with the same bands. It's mm-hmm. really weird. It's like the suburban bands only play with the suburban bands. Like you got like that, like the, the Joliet bands only play with Joliet. You got the North suburbs only play with them. You got the 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 specific like 10 metal bands that always play together in the city Mm -hmm. or like you know with El Famous I try to I try really hard to it's kind of difficult El Famous doesn't play that many shows and uh, whenever we do we want to play with our friends Mm -hmm. so El Famous is definitely not the most innocent person when it comes to (laughs) finding new most innocent band when it comes to finding new people because we don't play that often we want to share we want to share our shows with our friends Mm -hmm. and people that support us and people that we like love what they're doing but it's never, like, a personal thing. Like, I see certain bands that are like, oh, we don't want to play with those guys because I, I just don't get it. Like, I, I've never wanted to exclude bands. Like, here, I'll book anybody. As long as you follow instructions and email me. Like, I hate when bands message me on Facebook to, to get booked. It's like, I have an email for a reason. Just, just I,
0: I'm glad you said that because I, I wanted to talk about... We're, we're going to bounce around, obviously. <laughs> um, there's a certain, you know, preferred... Method. There's a certain mm-hmm. way you approach things. I know with my own personal Facebook, and the thing about my Facebook, I made the mistake. I don't even know if it's a mistake, but years ago, I just gave up on accepting friend requests from people I knew. I just accepted them from everyone. Like, Yeah. I, I, this is how I'm going to build my network. Yeah. I think because of that, I have a lot of people trying to do business over Facebook mm-hmm. Messenger.
2: Mm-hmm. And
0: it drives me crazy. Not that I don't like talking to people, but I can't organize or I can't keep myself organized mm-hmm. if I'm if I'm communicating on so many different platforms. When it comes to my local music show, you know, use the submission form, my email address there. I, I can't it's just too difficult. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's kinda of what you're talking about too.
2: Yeah, it's um you know, there's like there's certain times where I'll be like, Hey, I need bands for this show, email me. Right. And then I get and then I get like thirty Facebook messages. It's like mm-hmm. come on guys, like you know, I use Facebook to keep in touch with like actual like friends and family mm-hmm. and stuff like that or promote my music. I don't want right. to work. I don't want my job being on as much as my job is on public display. I would like to keep everything consolidated to its proper departments. You know, like, I totally get it. So that that's, that, that's something that and I've, I've kind of been like a jerk, not a jerk, but like a stickler for, if you don't email me and you just message me, I will delete it. And I, sometimes I feel bad, but then other times I'm like, if they can't read properly or they can't follow directions then they probably don't take themselves too seriously or you know like it, if it literally says don't message me about this just email me and you still just message me about it then i'm yeah.
0: sorry i hate to sound like a jerk but i get it it's still this is still business exactly it's the business of rock and roll yeah. but it's still a business yeah. all right so that, that's perhaps something that bands don't do right mm-hmm. let's kind of flip that around mm-hmm. what's what are some really good things a band can do besides make good music <laughs> to, to get,
2: I was just going to say that those, that was, that was, that was it. right. A chorus. Um. <laughs>
0: but, but to, to get, to get gigs or just to kind of crack through. I, I think it's harder than ever, even though bands have access to everything. I think it's harder than ever for a band to break through just because I everyone agree. has the same level of access.
2: Exactly. I can explain to you my, in my opinion, Why I think the 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 industry now, or the scene, whatever you want to call it, is more beneficial, but at the same time it's very hard, because everybody with a Facebook page and access to some friends' demo basement, in you know garage, Pro Tools rig, can create a demo, and there isn't there is an overabundance of bands that don't exactly put the time and effort in, but release music and just, they do it for fun. And and don't get me wrong, like music is subjective and so is art. And Mm
1: -hmm.
2: I love that. But then you have bands who really, really polish their craft and take everything seriously that get overlooked because of the scene being so flooded. Mm -hmm. There's just so much going on. You can't, there are so many diamonds in the rough that I've missed out on that I just didn't know existed. Absolutely. That I, that I find out about like years later. And I'm just like, where, where, what, where have you guys, you guys have been a band for this long? Like, how have I never heard of you? You know? And it's really a bummer for, for certain, for certain, like for me, because you always want to find that one, like, you always want to find that band that's going to be the next, you know, from back in the day, like, like I said, Escape from Earth or, Mm -hmm. you know, Medina Lake or like some sort of, you know, the next band, but it's very difficult with how many bands there are. It's like, it's hard for me to keep track. Like, I can't tell you how many times I'm trying to fill a bill and I I get, like, almost anxiety over how many bands I have to sift through to find one. Like, yeah. sometimes it's really frustrating. But I will say that um, the things that always stand out to me are, and it's usually just aesthetic stuff, like how they, you know, if I look at their page and they have, like, a cool logo, they have a cool cover photo, they have music, they have... Their music's on Spotify, YouTube, the proper channels. Like, um, you know, they have a good promo photo. You know, if I can if I can look at your band's
0: aesthetic. Yeah, if a band has a vision, like they understand who they are as a brand as well yeah. as a band.
2: And if I can look at that and not even just know that they're going to be awesome without even hearing their band, mm-hmm. you know, then, then, then it's good. And then when I listen to their band and it's like, whoa, these guys are amazing, like... It just helps, but it also, I also like it when I look at a band that has, like, the worst graphics ever, a terrible photo from Uh someone's iPhone, and then I listen to their music, and it's unbelievable. Like, you know, it's like, I like both sides of that. Like, sometimes I like the the underdog that comes out of nowhere and just sounds amazing. They're So. so
0: green, they don't even know... Like all the have only the thing songs. they know is music mm-hmm. and that's
2: there's nothing wrong with that sometimes you know yeah, so and
0: there's nowhere to go but forward
2: exactly if you have that <laughs> as a base exactly giddy it's, up yep yep exactly i just i don't know like i think i feel like all, there's a lot of bands in the heavier scene mm-hmm. that are doing so many amazing things that are working really hard and i feel like that music scene is really 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 come together recently um a lot of a lot of the bands that like El Famous plays with and a lot of the other bands, I've noticed like, you know, even though El Famous isn't playing with them as much, like they're branching off, doing their own shows with one another and bringing in new bands, new blood. And I really like that. I like the scene that that, that, mm-hmm. I like that scene that's been created. Um, but then there's like, there's like a Joliet scene that I didn't even, now with The Forge coming up. Oh, yeah. Um, and that's really cool. You know, like I said, I used to live in Plainfield and stuff like that. So I like still going back and seeing those bands doing stuff, you know. Um,
0: yeah, they're doing a nice job up there.
2: Absolutely, it's fantastic. They have a ton of local shows, a ton of amazing bands from the Burbs like Deer Deadly and mm-hmm. um, uh, the Dudes in the Silent Truth and Consume the Divide like other metal stuff but then you have like, they all, also you have like the pop punk stuff. There's a new band out called McKenna. Uh, they just released a new single and it's really good. You should I'm going to send you the link later. I love getting the tips. Oh, it's fantastic. It's so good. Their singer is unbelievable. Blew me away when I heard it.
0: Talking about um, the rock scene or the strength of the Mm -hmm. rock scene, I wanted to talk about that specifically when you were coming up with the NEP. It seemed like after a long time, uh, rock began to thaw Mm -hmm. in the city. Rock was kind of ghettoed out of Chicago clubs like Metro, mm-hmm. uh, in the 90s. I mean, it just, it was not... It, sure, there'd be token mm-hmm. shows, and you know, Disturbed eventually made it there. Yeah. Uh, but rock was not as... I, I hate to use the word welcome again, but it just didn't feel like it.
2: No, when I would... when I, My first couple shows at Metro were like... Uh, it was Alkaline Trio or Smoky Popes, mm-hmm. and I went and saw a local band Retro Morning. I don't know if you ever mm-hmm. remember them at all, but I went to those kind of shows, and I never really, you know... I think the first rock hard rock metal show that i ever went to was a crash poet show or okay. like uh or red river <laughs> those those bands and i i remember going there and seeing i mean i had to i went to a crash poet show as a metro show it's free before 7 p.m or something like right. that and um i couldn't get in there's 150 people still in line waiting to get in waiting to get in because it was at capacity for a local show, like eleven hundred people. What are you kidding? Like nowadays, <clears throat> nowadays if a band sold out Metro, there would be every A and R dude no in the shit. you know they would be they would be like who what eleven hundred mm-hmm. tickets? Let's find them. Let's 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 pick them up. Let's you know that, that those numbers were just so unbelievable. I remember the first couple times Inept played Metro, and you know when we eventually got the headline like those are still some of the best moments of my life. Like, Well, I believe it. You know, those just, like, playing the, I think our headlining average at Metro was, like, 830. Like, that's That a, is solid. And that's, like, a paid ticket, too. Yeah. It's not, you know. Um, and it was just so silly, like, that we were able, like, the bands back in the day were able, no pre-sale tickets, mm-hmm. no, none of it, like, it was just flyers. And, you know, Metro would give you, like, a stack of, like, 200 physical tickets mm-hmm. you give them to your friends and then they would use the. T- it was almost like a voucher type sense right like they would take the voucher at the door and then you would pay the discounted price with that voucher um you know or you know five bucks before eight you know mm-hmm. after eight o'clock it's ten dollars or so, whatever it was you know but I, and i've been trying to do that actually we did the, uh, i do the low do show and i mm-hmm. like I, I make it seem like low dough like homer simpson you know um <laughs> and you know just a five buck ticket and I caught on. Those are those are pretty fun, but uh, I love that. <laughs> you know, we. I just the scene is so different. I feel like the bands are better now. I don't even know if they're better, innocent, but the recording
0: quality. Couldn't agree with you more. You know, I, I'm stunned by some of. The, again, things have been kind of leveled <clears throat> off. Yep. Where everyone has access to the same. Yep software. and
2: It's not a bad thing though. Mm -mm. It's, you know, because there's there's bad, like Inept, like when we first started like one of our biggest downfalls was you know, in the beginning we were in like previous demos, we couldn't get anywhere. Like I remember it it took us like three demos to send you, I sent you a song called Finding Reasons Mm -hmm. in 2005. So from 2003 to 2005 we released two different you know, CDs and we got no love because we just didn't have the record, like we just didn't realize back in the day, like how important the recording the demo was. We were one of those, you know, if we can't do it live, then we shouldn't be doing it. And then now, you know, I won't even play a song live anymore without going and recording it first. You it know? Makes <laughs> like, sense to me. <laughs> and uh, I don't know. Like I said, I feel like the scene is just so different. And I'm, but I, I'm try I always try to like all these like younger bands that I deal with and, and stuff like that like I try to like put the values of the old scene into them like constantly go support one another like
0: yeah be a community
2: band supporting bands is the most important thing out there because it it creates such a cross dynamic platform for for their fans like if <clears throat> if you see a band A and band B always supporting one another at the shows their fans and their friends that come they're going to be like More inclined to support that band as well. Yeah,
0: because they feel like it's a familial sort of exactly
2: like the camaraderie and Mm -hmm. like the the, that vibe is is and I feel like all the bands in like the upper echelon of Chicago are like they do that like they've always got it like you know you look at like Lucky Boys Confusion you know they always like they had songs from a scene
0: yeah they figured it out and early they figured it out you know it
2: was really cool like Lucky Boys Confusion I always made fun of them because those guys are my guys so. I'm allowed to do that, um, but <laughs> they. I was always like, "Man, you're only booking younger bands so that you guys could stay relevant to new fan bases." Like, you know, I would just mess with them all and, the time, and, if it's and true, then they booked Inept. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, you, know, <laughs> you know, and then and then I go and do the same thing in Inept. You know, we yep. do our our February Metro show every year, where we find like all new bands that we've never played with before, because and it it, it made sense for a while because yeah. you take a band you've never played with that way. And then you bring them into this fold. Mm -hmm. All the bands work together. They cross, they cross market one another and you don't have to deal with, you can, you can maximize draw and fan base because you're not dealing with a band that's conflicting in any way. Exactly. Right. You know, like it's, it was his Stuby is a genius with when it, when it came to the local show marketing, I hate him
0: so much, but he's a genius. I, I adore you. Stuby. If you're listening, um, I, when did El Famous start? Uh, El Famous started in 2013. Okay, and that's still mm-hmm. rocking and going strong.
2: Um, I slowed down with El Famous a lot. Uh, the last record we released, I wrote it kind of like.
0: It was um, just like last year, wasn't it?
2: Yeah, it was. I wrote the the album in a pretty pretty weird position in life. Um, my dad died. I just found out that I was going to have a kid. Uh, so like, I was just a wreck. I'm sure with L famous for a little while. And I, as much as I love that band and love those people, um, I kind of distance myself from the band for a little while. Like we still play shows here and there. It's not like we're going to release a new single soon, but it's just like, whenever I think of that band, it's really weird. But like the, there's like a stigma to it almost like a, there's an attachment emotionally to it for me. And I can't not feel that with the band, like, I, I, I just, the the loss, and, like, the, the overwhelming, like, feelings that came with, I wrote the whole album about it, and it was very, very difficult to get everything off my chest, uh, and then now, like, when we're playing the songs live, I'm just, like, it's so vulnerable, and so, like, out there, that, like, I kind of almost resent it.
0: Do the other guys in the band get it?
2: No. (laughs) No. They just want to play cool shows, and, Uh and. And stuff and I understand but, but the, the the problem with El Famous is what most people don't know about El Famous is that I am the sole writer of the band like I all the instruments I write um, I play all the guitars in the studio I sing everything um, well we have another guy that sings like harmonies and like higher vocals and stuff like that I can't hit as well but like all the lyrics all the melodies every piece of every song I've 100% wrote like just me and then I, like, bring it to the band after it's done and polished off and stuff like that. So as much as they do like being a part of El Famous, El Famous is me. Yeah. You know, so it's, and they all have other bands, too. So, you know, it's not like I'm keeping them from their passions. Like, they all have very, very established, good, like, everybody in my band, with the exception of my drummer, who um, is awesome. I love him. He's great. He's fantastic. But uh, uh, he, But he works a lot but everybody else has another thing like another right. band another gig like a main gig like El, El Famous might be my main band but it's nobody else's main band got it everybody else has like it's their like part time fun fun band it's,
0: it's a side hustle
2: it's like Poker Night huh. you know so we all get together every once in a while and make mistakes so, so. <laughs> it,
0: so but the, what you're saying uh, mm-hmm. about your headspace mm-hmm. for El Famous I mean this makes sense or, or Cold Morning mm-hmm. makes sense coming off of that yeah like it, it, it Hearing you explain that really makes the evolution yeah. to the cold morning way more clear to me.
2: Yeah, the 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 cold morning stuff is is you know, famous the last record was the first record was me just being angsty, which was weird for a guy in his 30s, but uh, you know, <laughs> I've never written I've never like written lyrics before, I never sang, so I just kind of like threw it all out there. Yeah. Uh, the second El Famous record was definitely more of like a a um eventing getting some stuff off my chest and getting like really personal deep stuff out there a lot of the L famous branding was uh I used the Rorschach stuff like Mm -hmm. for the first record and the last one and I like all that like mental like you know awareness and uh mental health stuff so there's a lot of references to that in the music um the cold morning is me just just writing songs that are just they just feel good like, the the songs, like, they might have, like, darker themes to it and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But even there's, like, more optimism in the cold morning and stuff like that. And it's just, I don't know. I love it. I love singing with the acoustic guitar. I never thought I did. I just started doing it, in, like I said, in,
0: in, like, in like December or January. That's so. amazing. Well, it's funny. Before we started recording this part of mm-hmm. the podcast, I said, well, you know, the hard work's already done. Now we just get to eat and talk. You're like, but wait, I I love singing. Like, yeah, absolutely. Like I, I, I could sing more. Like yeah, you're just in the right frame of mind. This is, you you love making this music. I yeah, it. it's kind of inspiring to hear you t- to talk about it.
2: It was it was different because, like I said, like the last How Famous record came with such a such a, a weird like almost like a backhand to me. Like I just yeah. didn't love it. Like I, I knew what I was doing, and I you know I listened to the record, and I like I'm happy with it. But, like, being in that band for a while, and this sucks to say it, but it kind of, like, killed music for me. I get it. It was really weird. Like, I, I, it shouldn't have happened, though, because, like, you know, we're playing cool shows. We're selling out shows. and But just, like, I don't know. I, I don't know what it was, but I just didn't. I, I fell out of love with music for a while. And me doing this acoustic stuff completely rejuvenated that, like, com- 100%. Like, I have so much fun. Like, we just played a... Uh, a show at Bee Kitchen two weeks ago, and we played last, and, and it was, it was so amazing, and we, we only played, like, for a half hour or whatever, but it was such a blast, like, I, I've i never, I haven't had that much fun on stage since, like, the Metro Days with Annette, you know, good so, for you, Yeah, good for you for yeah. finding,
0: finding what you needed to do as an artist,
2: yeah, I just, like I said, it was just, it's really, I don't know, I, I encourage everybody to step outside of their comfort zone and do something that they, uh, didn't think was possible, because I never knew I could sing at all, you know, I, you you have a powerful voice, thank you, thank you, yeah, I didn't know where it came from, that's amazing, (laughs) you know, so, it's so strange, I sing to my son all the time, actually, surprisingly, that's kind of where it, it came from, Um, you know, I would grab an acoustic guitar, and I would sing him little songs, and little Depeche Mode songs, and, Little acoustic versions of little stuff, and and I love it. And that's kind of where it, that's probably the main reason why.
0: You, you weren't singing Master and Servant, though, right? No, okay. no, no. <laughs> <That's weird. laughs> he likes that one though. Oh, yeah, uh,
2: yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. He loves the mode. It's crazy. I wanted to bring him to it last week. They played at the United Center. Yeah, but yeah. He's too young, so maybe maybe next time.
0: <laughs> well, let's jump. Ahead. Let's mm-hmm. jump out of your music to mm-hmm. Bottom Lounge. Yeah. Going back to the idea of, I'm in a local band. I'm looking to get in at Bottom lounge. What are you looking for? I mean, and you, you book a diverse
2: a yeah. diverse
0: type of... I mean, there's Metal One Night or a band like Sloan, uh, yeah. you know, Canadian, like, super indie power pop at the end of the month. I mean, you're all over,
2: all over the place. The calendar is really diverse here, and that's one of the things that I really love about the place is, like, you know, tonight we have Metal. Tomorrow we have, like, uh, Jamaican reggae, like Burna Boy. And, and you know... And then next week we got some dudes from Umphrey's McGee that are playing, and then we have
0: Sloan, and you know I it, love the, I love Sloan. Oh, it's gonna be great! I can't wait. Um, People of the Sky off Twice Removed, <laughs> one of my favorite songs of the '90s. They're, they're last
2: time they were here, they were fantastic too. And you know what? They their shows get like the attendance grows like every time they come through. Oh, I it's it. really cool. Um, so but like I think the diversity definitely is what helps. You know, you don't want to yep. be pigeonholed as just a metal club or, like, a, a oh, hip-hop club or, you know. So I would just say that the things I look forward, I look for in bands are demo. I want to be able to hear music. Um, past show history helps. We are a 700-capacity venue. Uh, we do have a curtain that we put right down the middle that definitely um, cuts the capacity. Um, so we can accommodate smaller shows. Like, you know, I think that with the curtain closed, I think 100 people looks pretty good in the room. Oh, sure. Um, you know, it's just, what I look for is just bands to be able to, if you can bring 30 people to a show, like, you know, give you a Friday or Saturday night, you know, whether it's all ages or 17 plus, just, just bands that work hard. You
0: know, I, even I if you can't,
2: even if you can't draw anybody, just try, work hard. Have you know? the hustle. Have the hustle.
0: All right, so again, yeah. the cold morning, mm-hmm. you have a band camp page, you're on Facebook, mm-hmm. you're easy to find, you've got uh, that video you did, which mm-hmm. is awesome. Yeah, thank you. And uh, so, more live gigs coming up
2: um yeah we're gonna do some stuff in either august or september um we've been talking to some other acoustic acts other acoustic dudes that i've known for a long time trying to get something going with mark rose Mm -hmm. um from spitalfield and mark rose because his solo music's incredible um but yeah we don't i don't know we just we'll play any show so if anybody's in a band that wants us to play just hit me up we'll play we'll come play i'll come play if i you know just i'll bring a couple of my harmony guys or i'll just come do it myself you know so it's whatever just let me know i'll play your
0: house i'll play your kitchen i don't care that's awesome well (laughs) good to know do you you mind dogs i have a dog yeah i I love dogs okay then you should totally play my kitchen (laughs) all right kevin uh thank you so much (laughs) for hanging out uh the food at bottom lounge kicked ass you kicked ass on guitar uh and just wow what, what a what a fascinating career in rock what good work you do here at Bottom Lounge. Thank Launch. you so much. Thank you for being part of this. Oh, can I just real quick? Can give a shout out? Just just email me. If you're in a band,
2: email me. Kevin at BottomLounge.com. Send me a demo. Send me whatever. And,
0: yeah, I'd like to work with all of you. So, Well said. All awesome. right. Thanks, Thank dude. You. Thank you. Uh, this podcast brought to you by Boost Mobile. If you like the podcast, if you find it somewhat interesting, uh, please tell a friend. CarconCarny.com.